friends, welcome to the very first episode of A Systematic Theology, where we will be finding God outside of the box. I know you're probably wondering, what the heck is A Systematic Theology? Well, let's first look at what systematic means. It means done or acting according to a fixed plan or system, or methodical. Um, there's a, a class that you'll take at any Bible college, um, any theology degree, any MDiv, that is called systematic theology. And it is finding all of the doctrines and, and the beliefs about God and the Trinity and the Godhead and, and heaven and earth and, and the Bible. And that is great and good and, and necessary um, because doctrines act as our guardrails in life and in our Christian walk, and it helps to keep us kind of walking in a straight way. But really, many times we find God outside of that box. We encounter him in music, in culture, in movies, in literature, in relationships, in failed relationships, in failed attempts at hobbies, at, at doing hobbies, and we find him in all of these other things. And so that's what asystematic theology is. Asystematic is not specific to one system. It is not systematic. And that is what we are going to look at with asystematic theology. Finding God outside of the box of, of Sunday mornings. Finding God outside of the box of, of our traditions. Finding God outside of the box of, of the way it's usually done. Um, there's no set rhythm pattern that we're going to follow. Um, but we're just going to look for God in all of those unfamiliar places. So let me tell you this story. In 1763 in Germany, a man named Johann Gottlieb Beckmann um, went to this forest, and they were wanting to transform this forest into a logging uh, uh, property where they could acquire all of the lumber from this forest. And so... This Beckman lined up men shoulder to shoulder, and they started walking through the forest. And each man had a special belt. And on the belt were five pockets. Each pocket had a different colored nail to represent a specific diameter of tree or quality of tree. And as they're walking through the forest, each man would walk up to a tree, look at it, visualize it, measure it, whatever, and hammer a specific nail into that tree. Um, and whenever they got done, they all come back and simple arithmetic allows you to say, okay, each man had X number of nails. Each man had has this many nails left. And so they were able to determine how many trees were in the forest, of what size, of what character, of what kind, and to be able to see what this forest had to offer. Um, and so then they began to pull out all of the overgrowth. They began to pull out all of the dead trees, all of the bushes. And eventually this forest became just these nice, narrow, straight rows. Um, it was easy for land evaluation of determining how much this land was worth, how much to tax this land. It was great for police because it was easy to walk through if they were looking for somebody. Um, and so this forest became nice and clean and pristine, and it was in this nice little box. But two centuries later, in 1968, 
a man named Richard Plockman actually started to realize that this this forest is is in a bad bad place because when they took out all of the dead overgrowth, when they took out all of the bushes and all of the the fungus on the ground and and really started to transform this this forest to fit into their box, the forest actually started to die. Um, I'm going to try to say this this word, Waldsterben, or forest death syndrome. Um, and they noticed after the first generation of trees that they pulled out that the the trees started dying and that they were producing less. And it was because they had pulled out all of this other junk and this other mess that was actually helping the forest to survive and thrive because animals lived in that and there was this protection over the ground. And what we don't realize is that in the mess of life, there is actually greater life. We want to make everything nice, perfect rows and perfect um, columns that we can walk up and down, we can measure, and we want our walk with God to be this perfectly square box that we can walk and say, okay, I know this is step one, this is step two, this is step three, this is row one of this forest, this is row two of this forest, and we want to know exactly what we're going to get out of the forest of life. But the truth is, is that life is messy. I mean, we can see from Genesis to the maps that every story in the Bible is a story of mess and disaster and just chaos. I mean, God would give somebody a vision and then he would either go silent for years or this horrible hardship would happen. But ultimately, God was using this mess and this chaos to bring life. And so in this forest in Germany, what they actually had to do was go in and begin to bring back a bunch of brush and, and dead logs and trees and, and all of this stuff to try to recreate that messy forest environment to try to help this uh, forest to live better. And it's, they're still trying to see what the, the effects are going to be of, of making that change. But that's what asystematic theology is. is we, we don't encounter God in this box. We don't encounter him in a small enclosed space of, of perfect rows and perfect columns. Yes, we have the guardrails of doctrine that help lead us towards the triune Godhead. But we encounter God outside of Sunday mornings. We encounter God when we're at work, we encounter God when we're reading a book, when we're watching a movie, we encounter God when we're listening to music, when we're walking our dogs or at the park or climbing a mountain or at an amusement park, wherever we are, we find God outside of the box. And so that's what we're going to do. There's not a set rhythm. There's not a set pattern of what a systematic theology looks like, but we are going to find and explore God outside of the box. And I hope that you will join me on this journey and, and enjoy the mess, enjoy the chaos, because that is what is bringing true life in the forest of your life. All right, guys, I love you. Have a great day, and I will see you next time.